0: You are listening to The Small World Podcast with me, Detanga Small. On this show, I want to provide a soapbox for travelers to tell their stories. This all started in January of 2014, when I first traveled abroad by myself. Throughout the next two years, I visited and lived in over 20 countries. But surprisingly, my most vivid memories weren't the beautiful sights of Machu Picchu or the history of countries in Eastern Europe was about the people that i met on the road and the stories that they told me that's why i started this podcast to provide a platform so that those stories can be told to a bigger audience and for you the listener to hear perspectives about the world that you may not have considered before so without further ado let's get the show started thanks for tuning in and i'll see you on the other side Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Detanga Small of the Small World Podcast. This episode is going to be a little different because um, it's not really as structured as the previous two. I'm actually talking with a very good friend of mine. And if any of you guys know me, then you probably know him. His name is Julian. We were students together. That's how we met. And we actually ended up bonding over our shared sort of travel experience. We both went on exchange in strikingly similar countries, although the Swedes and the Danes probably wouldn't agree, but strikingly similar experiences. And because of that, when we came back, you know, it sort of changed our lives, um, so much so that we both actually went back to uh, different parts of the world to work abroad again. And it's, it's sort of been a part of both of our DNAs to, to really get into traveling. Uh, so, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Julian to the show. And uh, just keep in mind, everyone, this is different. Uh, this is just going to be a conversation because Valentine's Day is coming up. And, uh, you know, it's about time we talk about the relationships that you build when you're abroad, how they differ, and what it really means to, to be in a relationship when you don't really know what the future is going to hold for both of you. So, Without further ado, thank you for being here, Julian. It's my pleasure, Datanga, DT. Can I call you DT? Of course you can
1: call me DT. <laughs> so I guess the first thing I kind of want to say is that, you know, relationships are not only, uh, you know, romantic in a sense. I mean, when we talk about our relationship, uh, that that is, I think, something that has been effect- affected by travel, like you said. But, you know, let's give a little bit of background there. I mean, before... We both really went on travel. I mean, we spoke uh, a little bit. I mean, we knew each other and you know we were friends, but yeah, we knew each other's a, existence. right? yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, and I still remember. You know, I bring this up. I think maybe at least once a year. But you're the one that taught me about those questions. You remember the the questions to get to know somebody?
0: Oh, wasn't it like twenty five questions or something? Like uh, yeah,
1: yeah, that twenty five questions to to get to know somebody in five minutes or whatever it was or ten or fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. I still remember that because that was the first, I think, real striking memory that I had of you. And to this day, I still remember that. And uh, I think that was the real first connection that I had with you. But, you know, before the travel actually happened, I felt like, you know, we were friends. But, you know, we didn't have that deeper bond other than we went to the same school and we were part of the same groups and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But after we went on those, uh, those exchanges, man, that's when everything changed. And uh, I think I mean we can both agree that I think all of our relationships with people have changed since then, romantic and otherwise.
0: Oh lord, yeah, man, it's um, it's been sort of a roller coaster actually because like, uh, I don't know, it didn't happen so much on my exchange, but like the the second time I went uh, abroad, man, like yeah, man, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, like oh yeah, the the entire oh, yeah. idea. I think I don't know, maybe it was because I was there for longer or something, but like. Yeah. And and just like my first time being independent, you know, like truly, yeah. truly independent, yeah. and I was like making money and and I had a job and yeah. I had, so I had <laughs> yeah. like the structure of life, and I'm like, yo, like I actually got to start dating, you know. Ooh. <laughs> and then Ooh, you made that choice. Oh, that's a hard choice to make. Oh, but, it is a hard no, choice. But I didn't even really like make it. It just sort of happened, you know. Like and and that's and that's the main thing that I really found was when I was abroad. uh, like there's so many people who are in the same position as you right like internships mm-hmm. uh studying or studying or whatever coming in from like another country living in the same place as you and yeah and uh it, it, the the one thing i found really mainly was like the um the limited time aspect you know like, that's the huge one that's a big one always always the case and every single time it's like yeah. Okay. I have a year here. You have three or six months left here. Um, if we do this, you know, we have to both understand that like it's going to end, right? Yeah. Like,
1: exactly. Like, I call that the expiration date. I actually wrote a blog post about that. I don't know if you read that
0: one. Ooh. Yeah, guys. By the way, visit his blog. It's good.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He hasn't read my blog post, so Bruh, I mean, he's, no. You know, I respect that. I respect the shout out. <laughs> No, but I pretty much, like, I wrote a blog post saying exactly that, you know, it's about accepting the expiration date. And this doesn't really have to do, I guess, I mean, it does. uh, You feel it a lot more tangibly. It's it's almost tangible when you are somewhere for a limited amount of time, there is an expiration date and you feel it because there is actually a date when you have to fly back wherever you're going or, you know, uh, contract ends or whatever it is. But, uh, I mean, this is kind of like, I think, all relationships in general. Everything has an expiration date in a way. Uh, I mean, not to sound morbid or anything. I mean, it is Valentine's (laughs) Day. Life has an
0: expiration date. (laughs) Life has an
1: expiration date, you know. But if you want to think about it romantically, like, uh, if you find the right person, the expiration date is death. And that in itself, I think, is romantic. I mean, I don't think that has to be a negative thing. Uh, But, you know, everything, there is an expiration date with everything. Uh, Sometimes it's a little bit more tangible, and sometimes, you know, it's a little bit more. You you just see where it goes. But uh, I think that's kind of the key in some senses, uh, knowing that it exists and accepting that it exists. And that's, you know, it makes that moment, I think, more special. I mean, for me, I've used it in a great way.
0: Yeah, no, and it makes sense, right? Like, like, if you have a limited amount of time, you're just going to be I I mean, actually, kind of, you would think it works the opposite way, right? Like, if you have Mm -hmm. a limited amount of time, you're not going to like, logically speaking, you wouldn't want to invest that time into people because you know yeah. it's going to end and blah, blah, blah. But, like, I found that the opposite always happened was, like, I was like, man, I got three months to cram all of... Well, wait, that's, the, that's not going to come <laughs> out, right? <laughs> what, I, right what I meant is, like, you know, it's going to... I have three months or whatever amount of time that it is to, like, let them know me. And yeah so like I guess it just sort of changes you in the way you interact with people but yeah it makes me wonder I think
1: that it I think it brings out a lot of honesty
0: mm. you know? I think that's a big
1: factor with time limits you know mm. when you have three months or when you have six months or when you know that there is an expiration date and you know it, th- there is a specific date that's coming up a lot of like uh I don't know do you use uh you swear words on your podcast or no you can talk shit I can okay I was gonna say like pretty much you cut through all the shit really mm-hmm. because you know that it's coming up. It's like, I don't have anything to hide. You know, if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But if it does work out, then it does work out. But you know, regardless, I have this amount of time, let me be who I am. And if we connect over that, then that's amazing. And if we don't, then that's okay. You know? And I think, uh, I think it's that time limit that allows that to even exist in the first place.
0: Yeah. No, and that's exactly it. But like, doesn't it make you wonder like what I thought about, more recently was just like, I'm in Toronto, right? And I've been in Toronto for the past year. So mm. that time limit doesn't really exist for me. Cause like Ooh, at any yeah. point, yeah, right. <laughs> like at any <laughs> yeah. point I can just say, you know what, I'm, I'm staying in Toronto. And like, as weird as it sounds, I can always just say, I'm going to wait until something better comes along. Like as selfish yeah. and as like pompous as that sounds, like I technically have that ability, but it sort of makes me start to realize that, uh, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not taking advantage of, um, of what I have here. If that makes sense, you know, like, cause, uh, uh, like if there's no time limit, that means I'm not really being open with people. That means like I can take a year for someone to get, for someone to really know me. Um, yeah. and that's sort of like a drag if you want to build a relationship, right? Like,
1: yeah, I think, you know, it, there's a lot of different things that actually come in into play when you talk about attraction. And uh, I mean, I'm not trying to turn it into all of the science thing, but, you, you know, who I am like I I speak in logics, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, this is also a logic. When you when you come when you are abroad, you're forced to step out of whatever, you know, you can't have the same habits because you're not in the same places. You don't have the same friends you don't go to the same places you know all these different things change so your habits change but what i found is when you go back to the place where you are originally from or the place where you've spent the most time or you know even if you stay in one place long enough you develop certain habits and that kind of represents in some cases uh an image of who you are and you don't want to break that image because you know i'll give you an example for myself and this is not romantic i guess okay. but uh When I come back to Toronto, for example, you know, when I'm abroad, it's kind of like I can wear whatever I want. I can, you know, feel however I want do whatever I want. And it's kind of like whatever, because I don't know these people. Right. But when I come back here, I always feel like I have to be better than who I was before. Right. And I have to constantly feel better or or not feel better, but uh, present myself better. Right. And uh, and that means, you know, I want to dress really well because I have my clothes here. You know, when you're traveling, you don't have all your clothes. But here. I have my clothes, so I want to make sure I dress a certain way. You know, I want to dress better than, you know, before. So, you know, you get into the, all of these habits, uh, and this translates, to, obviously, to more than clothing, but you get back into all of these habits that you didn't have when you were abroad, and that can mean, in some cases, you know, taking longer to get to know somebody, right, because you don't have that urgency anymore. And then, of course, there are a whole bunch of different factors that play into that, but this is just one of them.
0: Yeah, well, here's a question. Do you think that if we met the same people that, you know, we personally met abroad and, you know, we've had like that sort of romantic touch um, to our relationship. Do you think that if we met them here that we'd actually ever establish that sort of relationship?
1: That's actually a really good question. I mean, my first impulse is to say, of course, we'd have the same relationship. But then at the same time, it's like, well, am I really the same person abroad or am I really the same person here that I am abroad? Mm. Right. Uh there are certain things that you take back with you from, from a trip, but there are certain things that you leave there. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of hard to explain, but there are some parts of you that, you know, you just
0: leave from, you know, wherever you were. Yeah, exactly. And like my, a, uh, my, my knack for drinking beer almost every day in Belgium. Like, right, right. Like, definitely. And then and that's, and, and I'm not even like, that's not even a joke for me. Like seriously, um, the fact that like, not hopefully i didn't that didn't make me sound like you know like I needed beer or something, but like just part of being part of the culture like um drinking beer was a big part of it, and going out with friends and drinking that beer even for lunch dates or for like or for business or for whatever, like beer is a big part of that, and absolutely like but even but even more than the beer or anything, a lot of it just came down to the fact that you know we lived closer to each other. Um, and there were sort of, there were like events, at least in Brussels where I was, um, five minutes away from me where people would meet up every week and you'd either get to meet a few new people or you'd see the same old friends that you see every week. Uh, and you know, it's things like that, that really get people to come together because it's so easy to meet people, um, when you do that. And I think that's part of it too. You know, like if we were born and raised in, I don't know, uh, let's say Spain or something. Um, and like Southern Spain, you know, where it's hot and people tend to like go out a lot. And, um, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot yeah. more of a social vibe there. Like, yeah. I don't feel like this yeah. would be as much of a discussion because it'd be so much of the culture there to just meet people all the time that, um, we wouldn't really, be discussing the difference in how uh, people meet abroad, you know, but like Toronto is a bit different because, you know like we we've talked about this so many times before but there's so many things that we have to do to like meet people for real like, like yeah. even you and i yeah definitely you know
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i think we're fairly social uh i don't know i mean sometimes i'm not social at all but i think that on on the whole i am social but here it definitely is a little bit different and Again, it's, it's because you get into the same habits. You know, you see the same people, so you're not motivated to really meet anybody else. You go to the same places, and those are the same places that you've been forever. So, of course, you're going to see the same people, right? Uh, so, it kind of it falls back into habits. And I think everything really, you know, comes back to habits. I mean, when I'm abroad as well, I mean, I just recently came back from Berlin. And so, I, I very much relate to that whole drinking beer every time kind of thing. And uh, actually, people would kind of chastise me whenever i didn't want to drink it's like you're not drinking what do you mean you're not drinking beer is water what are you talking about <laughs> it
0: comes from the taps you know
1: yeah exactly it's like if you didn't have a beer wherever you were like i would go i would wake up at seven in the morning head to work and there were already people drinking outside yep you know what i mean like it's kind of it's part of the culture but you said 7 a.m right Seven seven AM Yeah, that's yeah.
0: probably people just like partying all night. Wasn't there that like all night no, club in Berlin? No, no,
1: these are like these are gentlemen. Like, no. These are oh, yeah, yeah, like forty, fifty, sixty year olds outside of the Spitti. Shwiti is like a convenience store uh in, in Berlin. So if, if for any anybody in Berlin who's listening to this, you know, rock that Schwity, culture, you know <laughs> about that. <laughs> but uh but they they'll they'll tell you the same thing, you know. Uh you know, you get out seven in the morning, eight in the morning. There are going to be guys that are already drinking beers and it's just it's normal. You know, it's just it's part of the culture, which is why, you know, for us, it's a little bit strange to, I guess, always be drinking or always be social. And, you know, there are things for us where we're forced to be outside of our our comfort zone. Uh, But that's kind of the beauty also about travel. You're you're kind of forced to be integrated into other cultures. And for me, you know, I'm not forced at all because that's what I look for. You know, the, the weirder the culture, the more different the culture from my own the more excited I am. You know, I love being in that state of uncomfort. Uh, so when you, again, like when you come back here, we don't have that same kind of culture where we're drinking all the time or, you know, just look at the laws, you know, if we're going, just looking at from the, the law perspective, uh, Ooh, yeah. it, it doesn't condone that, you know? Yeah. There's so many times, like even after work, I'm about to get on the subway and I'm just saying, you know what, I would really love to go to the beer store and just grab a beer and just drink it on the way home. You know, it's not even to be it's not even to cause a ruckus. It's not to binge drink It's just, you know, I just want to have a beer and you can't do that here. And, you know, it, that that plays into the culture, that plays into the mindset, you know, a lot for, for people. And uh, when you look at the whole social aspect of drinking here, it's very different from the social aspect of drinking abroad. You know, uh, and when I say abroad, I'm saying Asia and Europe because Asia and Europe are very similar. I can't I can't speak for Latin America because unfortunately I haven't been there. But uh, in Asia and Europe, you can go on the street and drink a beer. You can have you know shots of whatever, like any, any alcohol you're allowed to really have on the street. As long as you're not breaking things, you're pretty much OK. Here you have a beer and you're not in a bar or you're not at home and people, you know, begin to judge you mm. uh, automatically. And it's and it's, uh, you know, it's kind of shitty. Well, it's just the law, you know, so <laughs> that's why they do that. And uh, even when you go out, people are not going to just have a social drink they're going to binge drink they're going to get wasted that is you know that's actually so
0: true like uh, uh, I don't know I find that happens a lot like maybe maybe not everyone I know binge drinks obviously but like if you're drinking here I feel like it's for a reason you know I was just about to say that there's a reason (laughs) yeah there's a reason like there's always Mm -hmm. a reason behind it like yeah like I would like I don't know if I go out I buy a beer actually, no, I don't even, I don't know. Maybe I'm different. I don't know if I really have a reason, but like, I know what you mean completely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just went, you know, I went to the LCBO the other day Mm -hmm. and yeah, it kind of sucks because, you know, coming from Germany, you have the most selection, the most amazing selection of beers. And you're just like, "Hmm." here I'm looking at a beer and I'm like, I just want a, like a, a good standard beer and it's kind of like they have all these like weird mini selections of. and i just i just want a good regular beer and you can't find that okay unfortunately can i just but, interrupt <laughs> and
0: say this one thing do, yeah um, do you not like craft beers because i can't stand them i don't know why maybe it's just i it's obviously it's, only the craft beers that i've tasted that i don't like but like they mm-hmm. do not do for me what belgian beers have done for my life Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's because, you know, the craft beer has its own kind of following here. You know, craft beer, you know, the craft beer that we have here for them is kind of just standard. They have all kinds of beer, you know, Mm -hmm. anything that's not mass market beer here is craft beer, essentially, which is why some of them feel like they need to overcompensate because they want to stand out from the others and it kind of loses you know, the essence of what beer is, you know, I don't want to, it sounds like I'm trying to be some kind of purest Zen monk who talks about beer in the purest form. And I'm not trying to do that. You know, I'm not trying to do that. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, if you make a great quality beer, you don't have to dress it up. You know, it's a, just a great quality beer and you don't need to call it craft. You don't need to call it mass market. You know, it's just, you know, in in in, uh, in Berlin, we didn't say, oh, this is an amazing craft beer. We were just saying, oh, you know, Augustina? Yeah, that's a great beer. Amazing.
0: Done. Did you just, and then did you just be put like, on oh. a German accent or was I imagining things? How was that? that I was, was that a that decent was, accent?
1: I thought that was not bad. I, I thought that was yeah. probably the
0: best German accent I've ever done. That made me almost laugh out loud. I was just like, did he <laughs> actually mean to or was that like the Berlin coming out of him? I think that was just the Berlin
1: coming out of me. And I don't know, I, did I nail it? I hope so. I don't know, I probably <laughs> hey, I noticed probably shit. I mean, something. But, <laughs> but you know, like there there are some beers that when I had there, you know, they were just the simplest labels, you know, they didn't have like all these like graphics and like these weird things on the cans. And for me, that turns me off. So I understand what you mean when you like in that sense. Uh, but there are also, you know, some beers, you know, I when I went to the, the beer store, I wanted to just have a cream or a regular cream or. I can not find it, you know, It's just like, you got to get the dark cream or you got to get the special edition cream or this cream or, and it's like, I just want a regular cream or,
0: I just want know? to let you know, we went, we just went straight into a beer cast. That is sick.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, shit happens.
0: So. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, damn right. Damn right. But
1: we'll get, we'll get back into it. So, okay. Yeah. The love, the love. Yeah, beer is love. Beer maybe is love. but you know, we'll
0: talk about the love, love. Beer is love, bro. Beer is love. <laughs> nah, no, it's some good stuff. Like, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I felt like I was a better person, like a better person to date when I was abroad. Like, yeah. I don't know what yeah. it was exactly, and maybe I can pinpoint it while I'm talking. But like, I don't know. I was, you know what I think it was. I think it was. Oh, was this more adventure? Yeah.
1: Boom. See, I knew it, dude. Like that I, was know it. Exactly. Because, I know exactly. Because,
0: because, like, I mean, but when I when I think about it, uh, in Toronto too, you know, the the best dates I've had, where when I would meet somebody, and I would have like an excuse to show them Toronto, right? Like, and it sort of brought that brought out that adventure back in me because I was able to like explore Toronto again, but in a new light. Like, through the eyes of somebody who hadn't seen it before. And so that was an adventure. And it was so exciting because I'm just like, man, do you have not seen the distillery district or Casa Loma or the islands? And it was amazing. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like if that's not there, like, what am I really exploring? You know, like what? Like, I think I'm pretty cool. My mom says I'm cool. But <laughs> you know, like beyond that, um, what am I offering? Like, what is what's something that we could do together? That's, I think mm-hmm. that's my main question. Um, yeah. cause like, look, like the typical date, which is a pretty crappy date when you really think about it is, is dinner and, movie. I, uh, <laughs> you go, know, go go. go. <laughs> the, that's the weakest damn date you could ever have. Anyone can do that. And it's so weak because for the dinner, you're sitting across from somebody having some awkward ass conversation and the movie, mm-hmm. you're not even talking to each other. And like, I don't know, some half the time it's a bad movie. So you spent like Mm -hmm. 40, 50 bucks on this entire date, assuming you're not even paying for the other person or they're not paying for you. And like, what really did you learn or get out of each other after that? You know,
1: nothing really. Yeah.
0: And, and And so like you, then you start to look for those things that you do together. Like, like where can we go together in a city that we already both know so well that will make us so excited? And I don't know. Maybe it's just—it's not even Toronto's fault. Like it's a good city, but it's a good
1: city, but it's not really conducive to getting out there. I mean, things are really spread out, Mm. and you know, I I don't want to blame it on the city because if you really want to do something, if you really want to find something, you can. Yeah, for sure. It's not—it's not completely the city's fault, but you know when you when you're in like these small city or small cities when you're in these cities in europe there's always something to discover you mm-hmm. know you can just make it a, a right turn and you're just like whoa this is cool let's hang out here for two hours you know and that that's doable
0: and that's what's you know, kind of you're... like and, and honestly that's kind of what's pissing me off about what's happening more recently um i understand uh, from a capitalist perspective that um and from a growth perspective that we need to continue building up right like we got to keep on having condos being built, uh, and you know we got to make room for it. We got to take down certain houses, certain areas, make big plots of land, build condos, have more people there. Makes sense. The issue that I'm having is that they seem so. it Seems like they lack culture, personality, personality. Yeah. Like, yeah. Look, look what they're doing at um, at Bathurst and Bloor, right? They're they're taking down honesteds, and and I get it. Like I get, Oh, is that
1: actually happening? Yeah. I believe that I saw it was, I went by the other, the other week and I was like,
0: Oh, it's still here. I thought it was closing down. No, it's closed. It's closed already. Um, Oh no. Yeah. And so they're going to build some sort of, I don't know if it's a mid rise or a high rise or something at Bathurst and Bloor. Um, but like, look at that. Like I know honest Ed's wasn't really making money and they probably were right to shut it down. Makes sense. But it's historic.
1: Like, it's got a personality. And that's what I'm yeah, saying. It's got that
0: thing. like, yeah. like, like Now when people walk by that, really, what is, what's it going to be? It's going to be just a building and no one's going to really understand its historical significance. You know, Mm -hmm. like they didn't turn it into a museum. They didn't talk about the, the large number of immigrants that relied on honest eds back when it started to really, you know, save money. And that's what honest eds was. It was a place where people could, a market where people could go and and save money and, yeah, you know, it's sort of a built like our, our, um, our immigrant community and let them prosper in Toronto, so uh, but it's
1: unfortunate, you know, but it, it's gonna happen everywhere. I mean, Kensington, like
0: right now, Kensington's fine, but
1: it's gonna happen there too, you know,
0: no, and I totally get that. and like I said, I, I completely understand it too. It's just sort of upsetting because I, I don't know, oh, going sure. back to the whole date thing, it's just like, what do I have Where left do you, to yeah, show yeah. you know <laughs> like what yeah, like if we walk if we're gonna walk on Bloor, Eventually, what we're going to do is just walk by a bunch of condos that have the same exact retail stores at the bottom. It's going to be a Marshalls yeah. and, you know, Ugh, like yeah. a RBC no, know you and mean. things like that. And, you know, these guys could be my sponsors in the future. So, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> love you guys. Yeah, no, 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 no beef RBC, with them. the
1: place where you can get shit done. Exactly. Yeah. Rock that shit. But,
0: yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? No. Like it's...
1: Yeah, no, I know what you mean. But it's, you know, we're going to hopefully... Like, right now, we're very much in a growth stage. I mean, we've talked about this before, but, you know, Toronto is very much growing. But at some point, I think it will kind of shift into a similar, hopefully, similar thing to New York where these little pockets will continue to survive. Um, But, I mean, yeah, if we're talking about, yeah, what to do with dates and stuff like that, I mean, I'll give you my own kind of formula. Please do
0: when i <laughs> <laughs> that was not a plea for help that was that was me honestly being curious,
1: yeah, I know I'm totally fine totally fine it, it's not a complicated formula you know? uh again you know i've I've spent a lot of time abroad about three years at this point, and uh you know the key to any real conversation is communication, right. Huh? Communication.
0: Yeah, but That's, you said the real key to any conversation is communication. Yeah. Oh,
1: sorry, I should probably let you elaborate, I, so please. Yeah, no, it sounds kind of, you know, it It sounds obvious, but it's not so obvious uh, when you think about, you know, again, these dates and these scenarios where you're not really able to have a real conversation because there's no real communication going on. All right, so what I do is I ask, you know, the person out for coffee first and it's the simplest thing but that's where the real getting to know each other happens you know you there's no distraction you know you're sitting in front of the person you have a cup of coffee your phone is away well at least my phone is away because whenever i'm with somebody my phone is always gone you know it's it's
0: just common courtesy yeah but i gotta snapchat that shit man
1: come on well see that that's that's a joke by the way, but did but did you know like, okay, but on the real here, did you know that when there's a phone in the room, you know, a, an iPhone in the room, this is a scientific thing. If there's an iPhone in the room, you know, 90% of that conversation has, is now worthless because even if it's not even your iPhone. Even if it's not the other person's iPhone, if there's an iPhone like on the table between the both of you, even if it's not your iPhone, you're going to pay attention to it and you're going to look at it and you're going to want to know what's on it and you're going to wait for the notifications to pop up. It's just human conditioning. You know, we've been so conditioned to pay attention to what's going on on our smartphones that we're not able to connect with one another. You know, and that I think more so than the activities is is where, you know, the love, the magic happens. You know, being able to really dive into the other person's like soul and into their psyche, understand who they are, you know, bring that back, you know, share yourself in that same way. That's where it happens, man. And that's where, you know, if you if you really want to, you know, get with somebody on Valentine's Day, people fucking have a conversation with them, you know, listen to what they're saying and stop trying to think about getting in their pants because, you know, you're not going to be successful with that. You know, just, I just had to get that out there. Yeah, Sorry. I, I, f- I felt like, like that was like
0: pent up, man.
1: <laughs> no, it, it just—it's annoying. You know, people are always like, "I need to get laid." It's like, you know what? Shut up and stop thinking about you. You know, think about the other person. You're not the only person in this conversation. It takes two people, so stop thinking about yourself and listen to what that person is saying. Connect with them, and if they're not connecting with you, and if you're not connecting with them, move on. You know, stop trying to think about getting in their pants because you know that's just a recipe for disaster. And you know that's how you end up with a baby and a marriage, and you're sick of it twenty years later because you didn't put on a condom. So,
0: there you go. That Boom. was rage. That was like actual
1: rage. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to bring rage. You know, I'm trying to bring real love in here.
0: Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. That's what some people need. So hopefully a wake up
1: call, and you know maybe
0: you just needed to get that off your chest which is fine but it's funny that you brought up the whole phone thing because i found that like when i'm abroad you don't really know your phone situation right like if you're not abroad for too long then mm-hmm. you don't really have like a set phone plan and you don't really have like a lot of data and so my phone usage when i was abroad in both belgium sweden and spain was down like 80 percent. like i Barely used my phone because there was just really nothing to, I don't know, to look at, I guess, to share. I just didn't have enough data to do it. And I found that interesting, you know? Like, I don't know yeah. if, if you were the same way, but, like, I just didn't really use, tech- like, I didn't use my phone abroad.
1: Yeah, well, I've been in a number of situations, actually, where I was forced not to have a phone. I mean, the first time I, this is the first time I went abroad, actually. And this was in Denmark, and my phone broke. I think within the first month, like it wasn't even. I didn't even break it this time, this time. This time, uh, yeah. What this does time. that
0: mean? What did you do to your other phone?
1: Well, th- I'm gonna give you the second. I'm gonna give you a second <laughs> one after this, but <laughs> essentially, um, I tried just plugging it in to charge it, and I guess it fried. It was the it was the BlackBerry Z10. I
0: don't know if you remember oh, that. Oh man, I told you yeah, not so, to.
1: But it was the first, it was kind of the first iteration of it. They won't so, sponsor me, so it's fine. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty much non existent now, so I okay. can trash talk them. Jeez. But, uh, <laughs> Canadian man, remember. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's all love. <laughs> but essentially, it was a piece of crap phone. No, I'm kidding. I liked it. I had it for a number of years. But my first version of it, you know, it broke within the first month, and I had just arrived in Denmark. So what was I going to do? I didn't have a phone, and I wasn't going to buy a phone. I mean, I was broke. So. I ended up with no phone for I think six months. And uh and it was kind of happiest some of the happiest times I've ever had, you know. Just because I wasn't you know, before before that time, oh, I was always on my phone. You know, I was I was uh, kind of dabbling with Twitter at the time, which I hate now.
0: Me too. Uh, I don't like it. Like I know I should and I should get used to it's, it.
1: Pure vanity and noise and you know all that stuff. It kind of sucks because I'm in social media. I mean, I'm not only in social. I mean, digital marketing. Mm-hmm. So of course I have to deal with it. But uh, it's kind of like the worst social media, I think. I think so too. But well, next but to yeah, Snapchat. I
0: mean,
1: well, we're we're gonna talk about Snapchat another I have, time. I have so there's, much beef there's some interesting things. There's some interesting things. I'm yeah. sorry. And I get why. Yeah. No, I understand why. Because I don't get it as well, but. I try. Cool I train. try
0: so hard. I I really do. Yeah. I uninstalled it today again for like the sixteenth time because oh, I just I I don't know. Like they're uh, IPOing this week. I know, and I uninstalled it. I feel like I'm gonna hit tank their stock for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, DT. Why you got to do that for? Yeah, it? man. I you just know? I sabotage.
1: They're them. they're just trying to make you know a $25 five billion dollar valuation. Yeah. Now you just tank that to five dollars. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm worth
0: twenty four point nine 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 five whatever fuck it i don't know the numbers you get the point i do the joke I is do. dead continue yeah anyway <laughs> anyway
1: <laughs> i i lost my phone in the first month and i was super happy after that i came back to toronto got a phone again and i actually cut down my usage by about 80 percent, like you now I got into a motorcycle accident about a year or something ago. Mm. My phone broke. So the majority of my time, I guess over the last three years, I've not really used a smartphone at all. And that has cut down my dependency. I can't even like 95%, you know, 90, 96%. So now when I actually talk to people, and when I sit down with them, I can actually talk to them, you know, and I can actually listen to what they're saying. And it's, it's amazing, you know, the things that you learn and the things people are willing to share with you, just because you're
0: not on your phone any It's crazy, isn't it? Like, it's insane. It's amazing. I, it really is. I'm I'm always in awe when I'm talking to someone and they share so much with me. And I, like, we talked about this before, right? When I was yeah. just like, why do people share things with me? You know, like mm-hmm. I never really understood it. But and the key is the key is because you listen. Yeah, and and that's and that's what I started to understand is like I I, I think I listen. I do my best to you know like I, I try to listen to every word someone says and and you know at least in, in interview situations I try to come up with a question, and mm-hmm. and personal conversations I just listen and yeah. that's it and
1: that's and that's the difference you know you would be amazed how few people listen you know they're there. But they're not actually listening, and that's something that you know I I talk about a lot. Like not even in in a relationship, like a romantic sense, mm-hmm. but even just with friends, or even in a business situation, or any kind of situation. You know, even if you're buying something from somebody and it's a, and it's a transaction if you listen to what that person is saying, it makes a huge difference. You've made their day because it's so rare to actually be listened to these days, you know? Oh, and, people... and,
0: and, and just on top of that too, like, um, extending beyond that, like when you pay attention to what they're wearing even, you know, or just like, and I don't mean that just for like dating. I mean, in general, like if you pay attention to what they're wearing, um, like, like, what they're doing, uh, Mm -hmm. what they have on them, things like that. Like you can, I don't know, there's, there's countless ways to start a conversation with somebody and that's something that I've learned over time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you bring up a really good point because, you know, there is the obvious sense of listening, like, let me use my ears, but you brought up a really interesting point there. And that's, you know, listening with all of your body, you know, listening with your eyes, you know, listening you know, with your nose, listening, you know, by, with, like, again, like, I don't want to sound like all mumbo jumbo but, you know, listening with your aura, you know, if you want to, I guess, make it more scientific, it's body language, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. people will share with you, you know, and, and actually, this goes back to uh, something that, I guess, I don't know, I heard this a lot when I was younger, I don't hear it so much anymore, but I, this is still a fact that, uh, yeah. what is it, 85% or 90% of what we're saying isn't actually from what we're saying it's in our body language right yeah have you you've heard something like that i can't remember the yeah, exact it was, it was, it, was like 70
0: went. or 80% or something that was just like yeah yeah 80% of its body language 20% of its um oh it was like 70 no 80% of its body language 15% of its like voice tonality and 5% of its actually mm-hmm. the words that you use to speak to right. someone
1: right right and see and that's that's another form of listening you know and how can you pay attention to somebody's body language if your eyes are glued to your phone trust me right and how
0: do you get them to open up to you if exactly if like uh, it, it's a re- it's reciprocation like i can't mm-hmm. reciprocate if you're not doing anything to reciprocate from you know what i mean
1: exactly exactly you can't you can't show off your own body language which is that i'm listening to what you're saying because my body language is saying i'm not interested i'm on my phone Speaking of phones, right. by
0: the way, like when you yeah. you brought up the whole thing, which is interesting, because um when I was in Peru and I was doing the the Machu Picchu hike, like first of all I was I still had my SIM card from Belgium I think or something, so I wasn't mm-hmm. getting any service. And beyond that, when you're hiking in the mountains and stuff, there's no phone service. Yeah, there's whatsoever. no phone service anyway. Yeah. It, which which totally makes sense. And so when I was there, the people I was with we developed such a like a tight connection it was so sick because oh totally because like we were it, i think it was like the perfect mix of how you can really create a strong bond with somebody and the number one thing that i remember and like the well, maybe not the number one but like the few things that i remembered that really brought us together was number one lack of phones so we were a lot mm-hmm. less distracted and number yeah. two was a shared experience i remember yes. i remember on mm-hmm. the first night of our hike after we'd hi- it was like a first day and we were so tired um and uh, one of us had the idea to go outside and and look at the stars now Ooh. Yeah, exactly Ooh, i love that i know i know uh, right and that was, was like... this
1: a girl can i meet her <laughs> uh,
0: i love that oh
1: man. man i love that it was so that. good
0: yeah and like as a group we all just went out and i was thinking to myself like Man, how good could looking at the stars be? Seriously. Like this is oh, this is some man. city boy You're talk. You're in for
1: a treat. You are in for a treat. Trust me, my this friend. was some
0: city boy talk. I was, I was like, I've never <laughs> seen stars before for real. You know what I mean? Light yeah, pollution yeah. and all that shit. And so oh. like we go out. And even just
1: taking the time to appreciate, you know, yeah. actually sitting down and just looking.
0: And that's it. Yeah. And like so we got we all got like a blanket and we all lied down on the grass and I looked up and Yo, my jaw dropped because I had never, ever, 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 ever seen uh, that many stars yes. and Ooh, meteors amazing. and shooting stars and all of that stuff ever. It was the most beautiful scene. Like, like if I could take somebody out on a date for that, just to be like, let's go camping, let's go eat some food and look at the stars for like forever. Yo, I'm telling you, I think that would, I think that's the most romantic thing.
1: Really, and you're not wrong. And you know, uh, uh, dude, amazing that you brought this up because I'm totally on board with that. You know, when I think about, you know, if I want to ask a girl out, what would we do? You know, I always think about the night chill, which is like, okay, at some point it's going to turn into night. I mean, we're busy during the days anyway. You know, but uh, you know, I can spend five, six hours with somebody, no problem. Mm -hmm. But eventually, it's going to turn into night. You know, and I'm thinking, well. Where do we want to go at night? I don't want to go to a restaurant really. No. I don't want to go to a bar. No. I really what I really want to find in Toronto is I want to find a beautiful place to just sit down on the hood of the car and look at the stars, man. That's it. And honestly, that's all you need, you know. Not to This is like, you know, this is very touch and go and this should only be implemented by people who have a heart, you know, because if you do this, like the girl is going to melt in your arms because nothing, you know, you remove all of the barriers at that point, you know, and that is when you gain her trust. And that is important. You know, any relationship, romantic, non-romantic, transactional, anything is all trust, you know, and doing something like that, which is just so pure and what it is, you know, it's it's really you, her and nature. You know, which is why I love anything, any kind of date scenario that has to do with nature. But especially at night, when you get to see something as amazing as the stars, you know, I'm in love with the stars. They just show you how how large the world is, you know, and how big the world is and how beautiful it can be if you take a moment to just to just sit there and appreciate it. You know, and that I believe like anybody can connect with that. And that's why you connected with it. You know, because it is something that is just so pure in, in, in its existence, and especially if you share that with somebody. Man, it's powerful. It's really powerful.
0: It is. It and like, I know what I'm about to say does not, and it really doesn't compare to the the view of the stars that I got in Peru. But like, even um in Brussels, there was like this the sort of pier in the city where you could stand and essentially see an entire panorama of Brussels um, mm-hmm. and i remember i took uh, i took this girl out there once um, and it was like the perfect it was a perfect place to end the date you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. it was exact same thing you said like maybe not as many stars in the sky of course but like it's just a beautiful scene um mm-hmm. and it felt honestly it honestly felt like we were both like on top of at all like we were looking at the world beneath our feet i, I don't know how to explain it but that's yeah it's just a real connection and that's it and that's it like and that's sort of what i'm talking about like that shared experience a shared connection
1: oh man you know i'm glad you brought that up too because you know uh i don't want to name any names but you know in taiwan when uh when i met that one girl and we had an amazing incredible connection mm-hmm. that same that that first night Where I I met that girl for the first time that day and we hung out until, you know, I don't know, I don't even know how many hours. And at some point I was like, okay, I need to go back to my city, you know. Mm -hmm. But the last thing that we did was we hung out by a pier as well for, I don't know, like one or two hours. And that was when the connection happened. You know, things were going well before then. But once we got to that point, man, that's, that was when the connection happened. And I was like, dang, I like this girl. You know, one, one day, sometimes that's all it takes, you know, but if, if you get into that particular situation where, you know, you can have that connection and where you make yourself available to that connection,
0: that's when the magic happens. And that is a bit of a tip for anyone who's listening and, uh, is, uh, you know, waiting for Valentine's day for something to happen. Think about nature. Actually, good point you brought up, and this is a bit related Every national park in Canada this year is free to go to. There's no fee. Is
1: that also for Canadians?
0: That is. It's only for Canadians, I think.
1: I'm not sure. I, I think uh I think it's. I thought it was only free for international people. Nope, I got one. You got. You have to register for that. Yeah, I registered online because I, I definitely want that because I'm going. I'm probably going across Canada, like out west in the summer. Oh, if you want to come with me. That's... Yeah, I have some friends from Taiwan. Uh, like Germans and one from the west coast of Canada, one who's in Hong Kong stuff like that. We met up in the summer and we went to Prague and uh, and Oktoberfest and a few other cities in Germany. And uh, we're trying to do like this yearly meetup thing. And this year we wanted to kind of do a little bit of a cross Canada tour. So Ooh. if you are interested, Ooh. totally welcome. Ooh, it's it's open
0: invitation. So Ooh. that is a yeah. good invitation.
1: True. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's gonna be uh, most likely in July or August. I think probably August, early August or
0: mid August. Make it uh, make I it think. August, cause in July I'm 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 gone. Sweden, right? Sweden yeah. and uh, New York, maybe. I'm gonna go mm. see Frank Ocean play. Anyway, Ooh, yeah, I know I'm, dude, I'm hyped. The I, old... I want to go to New York. By the way, everybody, if you're looking for any romantic music to listen to, then the number one. Album to listen to for romance is Blonde by Frank Ocean. This is not a sponsorship. <laughs> this is some serious shit. Listen to Siegfried. Listen to White Ferrari. Uh... I actually prefer Channel Orange. You know, Ooh, Channel okay. Orange, Pink Matter, Pink Matter was Pink Matter too. I know it's off of Channel Orange. It's a bit old, but it's some classic yeah.
1: stuff. That yeah. is Spe- that is something special.
0: Speaking of which, um, mm. when I was in Sweden, uh, I had two albums that I was listening to. And every time I hear a song from either of those albums, it immediately brings me back, like, right back into Sweden. Like, just Ew. the the exact views that I had uh, when I took the bus to school and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And those two albums were Acid Rap, Chance the Rapper, nice. of course, and, uh, and Channel Orange, Frank Ocean. Did you ever have Ew. something like that? Like, is there any music that brings you back?
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. Pfft. There's <laughs> This is going to sound terrible, but when I was in Taiwan, actually, um, when I was going through a really, really rough time, mm. I was listening to The Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's and the, the week-
0: best music to listen to when oh, you're Oh, no, down. it's
1: terrible. Jeez. It's so depressing, man. It's really, really terribly depressing. Uh, I was listening to Kissland, and I actually dived a little bit more into the trilogy, <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know if you've ever read the background of the trilogy, nah, but man, yeah. this is like how he messes up some girl's life, essentially. What? And yeah, yeah. It's like all this huge metaphor for meeting this girl. And essentially, uh, she gets obsessed with him. Um, and I think she ends up committing suicide or something. Or it's like she gets hooked on drugs because he does a lot of drugs. And then uh, in one of the songs in Thursday, it's the birds part two. If you listen carefully at the beginning, he goes like, ooh. And then there's a gunshot. And then like the girl that's crying at the beginning no longer cries. So holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it was so it was an intense time, to say the least. Like it was not the best music to be listening to, I'll be quite honest. Yeah, you but think? every time but every time I listen to that now, I'm just like, oh wow. Yeah, I was there.
0: <laughs> holy Lord. Well, anyway, yeah. um yeah. good thing. And actually
1: actually a lot of uh, girls that I had met there at the time who are also just breaking up with their boyfriends and listening to this song, like uh, the trilogy and whatever, they kind of loved it. It's kind of like it's that bad, evil kind of feeling that you can't help but like when you're going through, like, depressing stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's definitely not healthy. So I don't recommend it, especially if you're not in a good place.
0: Wow. Well, I'm very happy that I'm in a good place because, yeah, I can listen to that without feeling like shit yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But no, definitely. But uh man, well I guess you can we can I guess tune back to that whole conversation we're having about traveling and love abroad and all that stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had some great moments, you know. I've had some really really great moments and one terrible one. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, you know about that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, typically I I I mean, ever since again, ever since I learned to listen and communicate which is, I think, you know, it's huge. It sounds, again, it sounds really obvious, but it's not, you know, you'd be surprised. You know, a lot of people just don't communicate. I don't want to go back on this tangent, but, you know, it was actually when I started to learn how to communicate and actually listen to to the, to the these girls that, you know, these connections that I've had, you know, no, whether they ended well or ended, you know, actually, they've really never ended badly, you know, and uh, I think that's, that's something to really appreciate in its own way. You know, again, we're going back to the expiration date and, uh, you know, that time limit. Mm-hmm. If you know there's a time limit, if you accept that there's a time limit, if you both know that there's a time limit, and yet you still make the effort to create that connection and listen to each other and communicate with each other, even when it ends, it ends well.
0: And it's not you know? like, and, yeah, like it doesn't end out of malice or like out of spite. Exactly.
1: Or... Exactly. The malice part is massive massive
0: it's so true like i don't know i'm thinking i'm i don't know mm, i am thinking i am i do not Hmm. i do not know if i should share that story <laughs> hey
1: but, go for it man it's your podcast no, i don't want to i don't want to share my stories i know podcast, me either but like, you should, ju- we should you should share, you share your stories you know what i mean <laughs> i went
0: to an undisclosed country for a week okay <laughs> you know this one
1: i know this one yeah, okay yeah, i okay. think so i mean i went to i
0: went to a country for a week um and uh, I was sick for the first day or two, um, and I was tindering. Like, oh, I think I know oh, this one. Oh, you story. definitely know this one. <laughs> and I was tindering, and I was just like, man, I'm kind of hyped just to meet anyone who can speak English because in this country, not a lot of people speak English. So, um, and I, I was the only one there. I wasn't in a hostel. I was in an Airbnb, so I literally had no communication with anybody. And I was thinking, I really fucked up, didn't I? Because, like, I didn't plan the trip at all. So, uh, um, anyway, uh, eventually I, I, I tindered and I met this uh, this girl who's a local. And it was awesome because for the five days left that I was there, she was showing me around places, like, every single day. She made me food, amazing. that like, local food from the wow. country. So it was awesome. She was showing me things that I would never, ever have seen. And, essentially, we were dating for the week. And that's, nice. <laughs> it was so sick. Like, and, and, and I'm saying, I'm sort of mentioning the story because of what you just said, where it was like, um, when you work to make that happen and then it ends, it doesn't end out of malice. Mm-hmm. Like there mm-hmm. was no, there was no anger here. There was no sadness even really. We were both sort of just glad that we'd met each other for that one week. Yeah. And we yeah. shared that experience for that one week and she moved on and I moved on and that was it. Amazing. and it was you still confident. communicate with that person I don't uh, for many reasons um, mm-hmm. probably the main one being that I think she has a boyfriend now and it would be kind of weird oh. if the only connection yeah. that uh-huh. I had with her was dating her for a week yeah and then talking to her because okay, I was now. gonna
1: say I was gonna say like if you still have like her communication or whatever like and you were back in that country and you messaged her would she be willing to see you again and that's a good question you know, for me for me that's kind of like the judgment there. You know, and I think like a lot of the like these relationships that I've had now, um, just because, you know, I, I the, the first few that I had, actually the majority that I had before I before I learned to communicate, they all ended kind of poorly. And now, like I used to just cut people off after they were done. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. You know, it's just a terrible thing to do. Uh, but now. I can I can just be friends with them, and I feel like if I were ever back there, like even if it didn't ha- even if they had a boyfriend, even if it was uh, it, like we're not romantic interests or whatever, like I would still be able to connect with them and have like that same like really great connection that we had before because you know again like you make that effort to know the person and they share things with you that uh, that they haven't shared with anybody else. Uh, yeah, and I think that's that's something special, and you don't really forget that, and that you know it sticks
0: with you. No, it's so true. Um, it actually brings me to a personal story of mine. Remember, I was telling you about the the um, I can name the country in this one. It's not the biggest deal. Um, the, the girl that I met from Sweden because the McDonald's, whole, yeah, and the McDonald's, because like it, yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. even it wasn't even so. Mu- Like I don't know if it was romantic or not. I really I really don't. Like I'm not just saying that. Um but it was one of the most deep one of the most deep the deepest connection. There we go. Deepest connection I've ever had. Um Mm -hmm. in that short of a period. Because it was so um pure. Like a few hours of just talking with this one person and I felt like I knew her for our entire lives. So much so that like I wanted to meet her again and it just never happened, you know, like, yeah. And we couldn't like, because uh, mostly my fault, I gave the wrong contact information. and all that stuff. <laughs> Um, so, but, but, like, but, but what happened? Exactly. And then recently, um, we reconnected and like, it had how been, how did that happen? Tell you, tell your, tell your listeners how <laughs> that happened. So, yeah. Okay. Listeners here, listen up. So this, this is amazing. I know. It was so cool. Like, um it had been three years since we had that one meeting and honestly we had not been in communication since
1: three years three one time that they met in a mcdonald's one time
0: yeah for three hours or less something like that and it was just crazy because you know every once in a while she'd pop up in my head like i'd think about her and i'd be like man did this happen (laughs) <laughs> like at a certain point I was just like I don't know if this actually happened or not because there was no proof Sometimes you got to wonder. Yeah, right? You know? Cuz it was such yeah. a such a crazy thing. And then I get a message from somebody who had a name eerily similar to hers on Instagram of all places. Instagram. And I'm thinking like there's no way this could be the same person. And she sends me a message and in the message she talks about every single thing, every single detail pretty much that surrounded us when we met the fact that we met in Sweden, the fact that it was at a McDonald's, the fact that, um, that like we, we sat down and talked for a while, you know, like all this stuff. And I was like, there's no way, you know, somebody could be messing with me, obviously. Cause like, first of all, I barely told, told anyone, anyone the story. story. Yeah. yeah. I didn't tell yeah. people that cause I didn't even believe it happened after a while. <laughs> um, but she got back in contact with me and I, I mentioned this because it it, it goes back to what you were saying, man. Like, can people, you know, after you've met somebody and you've sort of left, can you have that connection with them again? And yes, I think you can. Like, I think that's proof of it. I, I, it was crazy. Like I've never been in so much shock and yet felt so happy to be able to, to meet with somebody again. So mm-hmm. yeah, I totally get it. I totally understand.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's Maya Angelou that said, uh, "People will never remember what you said or what you did, but they will always they will always remember how you made them feel."
0: And that's the thing, right? yo. I was like, "Why am I feeling so uh, hung up, yeah, or I excited, thought...
1: or why do I even have these feelings to begin with?" It was
0: so weird, right? Like, I I was just like, like it wasn't we didn't do anything extremely special. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was honestly a sit down, talking to McDonald's, but you're right. It comes down to how people make you feel. And yeah, um, I feel like it's a lot easier to make somebody feel something. Once again, when we talked about all that stuff that you said, which was number one, um, limited, limited time or expiration Mm -hmm. date. Number two, uh, new experiences and sharing those together.
1: Yeah.
0: Like those two things in together make for, I believe the strongest relationships.
1: Definitely. I think we just solved love. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe, I mean, what is love? I mean, it's the constant communication and being open, but, uh, but that's what it is. I mean, like when you think about what is a lasting love versus what is a, a lust, I guess like love, I guess is built. I mean, I'm no expert. I mean, Not at all. (laughs) I mean, I'm not an expert at all. I mean, I, I don't have long-term relationships. I've never had a long-term relationships. Let me, you know, give you full disclosure here. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: And there are reasons for this as well. I mean, I can get into it if you want, but, you know, uh, now, now, where was I? I lost my train of thought here. You were talking about what is love. Yeah. What is love? Love is, uh, love is essentially, you know, um, that it's a foundation, you know, it's a foundation that's built on honesty and communication and sharing experiences and, you know, building on those experiences to have even better ones, right? Lust is about, hey, you look good. I don't really want to hear you speak. All right. I'm never going to see you again. You know what I mean? There's no communication there. There is no honesty there. It's all very shallow. There are no really shared experiences in that, right? So when you're trying to think about how do I build something that lasts, Well, you know, it starts out with these like these fundamentals, you know, sounds like basketball, you know, fundamentals, fundamentals. But I mean, it's really it is what it is, right? You have to have those core fundamentals as a person, right? And like those core fundamentals are values that can't be compromised on. And even the person, even the person you thought would never be able to compromise on those details. If it's for the right person, then they'll compromise you know and they will have those values because you know they'll develop those values because that person is someone that they can connect
0: with that's true oh man and that sort of applies too when you're dating somebody in a different language that is interesting mm-hmm. like um like uh I dated this this Spanish girl once and yeah it was so interesting because like we we had exactly what what you what we were just talking about right like the limited time and the shared experiences. But mm-hmm. what made the shared experience deeper was the fact that I was learning Spanish and she was learning English. And so like the entire, like it was a bit like frustrating at times. Cause I'd be like, I want to know what you're saying and I can't understand. And she'd feel the same <laughs> way, but like that was also a shared experience, you know, like the want and the uh, effort to communicate with each other. That yeah. was so interesting um yeah yeah and like i don't know it's man love is cool
1: <laughs> it's interesting i don't know if i would say it's cool no, it's cool it's cool, it's, cool. <laughs> it's 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 a roller coaster i mean uh i mean I, i'm not blaming you or you know anybody but you know when i first went to to taiwan and you're just like dude i have a feeling you're gonna meet the one here <laughs> you know i was just like No, I'm not. And you're just like, dude, have an open mind. And I was like, all right, fine, I will. And it turned out to be the worst experience of my life. (laughs) You know, I, I was in a, I was the worst person for like three months. And I I can be completely honest about that. I sucked.
0: I ruined you. you. Holy shit. You ruined me. I ruined you, bro. I'm so sorry. That was not my intention.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. I felt like garbage for three months, man. But, 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 but. I mean, okay. I admit it is also because of this that I am now the amazing person that I am. You know, not to be egotistical or anything like that. But, you know, I feel like now as a person... I am way better than I was before that experience. You know, I was, I was, you know, I was terrible in that moment, but I was a terrible person before that moment, you know? And it took that, it took that moment to, to realize that, you know, I couldn't be the person that I was anymore. And that's when I had to have that mind shift. And it was that experience that made me have that mind shift. And because of that, now I, you know, I preach communication. I preach honesty you know i you know i have that you know uh i don't give ah oh, shit i don't want to like swear too much on your podcast but you know i re- i don't care i don't give a care uh anymore
0: <laughs> i'm sorry that's beautiful i don't give a care i'm using <laughs> that in my life now
1: you know i like it, that's essentially what happened you know because because now i had these core values within myself that i established for myself mm-hmm. you know and i practice self-love because of that now when i communicate oh shit Sorry, I hurt myself. Ah, right, I swore. I didn't mean to. Damn it. I mean, okay. Anyway, uh, we'll cut that out. <laughs> in any
0: case... I'm leaving that in. Are you kidding me? Ah, oh, god damn it. Uh, I'm ruining your reputation once again. Ah, uh,
1: man. It's okay. It's already ruined anyway. <laughs> no, but essentially, you know, is because of that, you know, that I was able to, you know, build these strong values within myself. And now... You know, when I communicate with people, you, they know that there is no hidden intention. You know, I'm, I have no judgments. I have no secret agendas. You know, I am who I am, and you can either share yourself with me, or you can't, or you won't share yourself with me. And if you decide not to share yourself with me, I can pick up on that, and that's fine. You know, if you don't vibe with my vibe, it's totally acceptable, and I have that feeling now of complete ease. And and self confidence because I went through so much before then because you fucked me up ah oh, shit
0: <laughs> because you messed me up
1: <laughs> well there you go folks there I you go avoid folks. it
0: yeah no worries it's you know and and that's the whole point of this thing is um half of it was talking about really travel and how that it, how that really affected our ability to be in relationships and to love and sort of what the difference was between a relationship abroad and a relationship here is
1: and yeah um, yeah and and, and yeah, that's huge actually it's did you mention it again because like i can't you know you can't have as that same kind of level of honesty i guess i mean i you can but it's i don't know it, it's more difficult in some ways to express it
0: it is because like i personally feel like there's always going to be some way that it's going to bite me in the ass yeah you know yeah like yeah. because I, as yeah, big as exactly. Toronto is, as many people as I've obviously haven't met because there's like three or four million people here. As much as that's true, I always feel if I say something or do something in a certain light or a certain way in the city, it's going to bite me in the ass at some point in the city, which sort of yeah. is.
1: That's really um, interesting that we have that same mentality on that, actually, because I, I think the exact same way.
0: But I actually it, feel the
1: exact same way.
0: It's true, though, right? Like, I mean, it's it's like. Think about it. If we fuck up in Sweden, Denmark, Belgium, Spain, France for you, Asia, like we always have a home to go to. But what happens if we really screw up in Toronto? Then, well, I mean, technically you could just go to France because you're, yeah, but you, <laughs> you know can go I mean. anywhere.
1: I mean, yeah. you could go to Asia too if you wanted. Yeah. I mean, you could go anywhere, you know? <laughs> the world is so small, but, you know, I, I know what you mean. But, you know, the the weirdest thing is like, you know, Toronto is not that small. Uh, as it turns out, because I've been here, I've been back here for what, like two months? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, how long have I been here? Almost three months, I guess, that I've been back here. You would not believe the amount of times I simply walk on the street and see someone I know or I'm in a, you know, some kind of building and I see someone I know. I always see someone I know, you know, and that reinforces that mindset that everything everything, and everyone here is connected. And if something happens, they're all going to know it because I see them all the time. I see them everywhere. It's really weird, man. Like I, I obviously don't know everyone in this city, but I somehow see somebody almost every single day. It's 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 weird, man. I kinda wanna lock I wanna lock myself in my office to make sure no one finds me. You know, I like to stay anonymous and that was something that I you know I, I appreciate my anonymity.
0: Oh I, I like it. My I
1: love my anonymity. God and i can't have it here cuz i there's always somebody that i run into somehow somewhere
0: i can't believe how much i i understand that that is that is the main thing too and it brings me back to the whole dating thing too i feel like i don't know this is it's always been like this i've never wanted to date someone's friend oh yeah it's i know i know what it like yeah. it's hard if you don't do that but i've never wanted to yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Because, like, you just never know how people tend to talk about you and what they say about you and things like that and, like, how you're perceived and I don't know. Like, I'm I'm happy with myself. I know who I am. But, damn, I don't know what it is. And, I, like, I don't know what it is, but it doesn't make me feel comfortable. And
1: yeah, especially if it's somebody that's close to you and exactly. they're setting you up with a friend. I feel like that's even worse. I mean, if it's if it's somebody that you don't really know so well and it's a friend, sometimes you feel like, okay, they know me. They maybe would find somebody who kind of matches with me. But then again, people just love to be matchmakers so and they don't really think about it. Oh, you two would be great. No, we're actually really terrible for each other, never listening to you again. True, true. That, that also happens.
0: But that's the exact thing, right? Like abroad, you don't really have that issue because – yeah. Like, number one, you're not going to be there forever, so you don't really care. And number two, um, if you meet somebody through a friend, it's, like, you know you know what the deal is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, everyone is under the impression and is knowledgeable mm-hmm. of the fact that you're going to be there temporarily. And it really comes back down to the whole um, expiration date thing. Like. hmm like if I meet someone through a friend, it's not a big deal. I feel like if I meet someone through a friend here, man, I felt like if you introduced me to somebody, I'd be like, even if I like them, I'd be like, well, should I or should I not? Yeah. You know. Like, yeah. Because then what happens? Because then like. Because yeah. then what you, if you break her
1: heart? You know. Yeah, I'm not gonna what gonna be if she like, breaks mine? Dude, what? Right? Why did you do that? You know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah like, no, totally. And
0: then you're between that. And yeah, then, like, I mean,
1: I think in in my particular case, I'm kind of like whatever happens between you two is between you two. But no, I in, with other people that could, that would definitely happen. Yeah. There would definitely be some tension or some kind of thing that went awry. You can't really avoid it.
0: No, definitely not. And and that's what makes the whole thing interesting, right? Is this like, I don't know. Toronto's a big small city, and uh, it's it's a small big city. What? Oh yeah, sure. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think I think nope. that's really the, no, <laughs> right? <laughs> nope. No, no, you're right. You're right. It's a small big city. Um, and it's it's a small world. Ha <laughs> ha. Pun intended. Uh, I I was waiting for that. You know, I know. I was trying to I... fit it in somewhere. <laughs> I was just trying to put it in somewhere. But no, and that's and that's the main thing for me that I'm realizing is like, um, I don't want to date anybody who has a connection to me if that makes sense or a connection to a friend or a relative or something well yeah. definitely not a relative because that'd be that'd be really weird but like yeah. a friend yeah. too you know what i mean like yeah well
1: and then it kind of brings up that whole question well where do you really meet people Ooh. i've been thinking about it a lot actually as well because i plan to be here for the next year or two mm-hmm uh, which is a very long time for me. I haven't been in Toronto for longer than, what, six months in the last three years. So, this is like a really, really long time. So, I've been also thinking about maybe I should find somebody. All the single ladies out there, you know how to reach me.
0: They don't 3DG. actually.
1: Oh, yeah. 3 Just message me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's, uh, yeah, he's actually but, tall and handsome and he speaks French. So um, See, matchmaking. You're <laughs> trust me I'm good. But
1: now now that they're getting introduced through you I'm going to be like ooh I don't know anymore. Yeah, trust. Exactly. <laughs> I just
0: ruined it for you for life. I'm oh, yeah. going <laughs> to really stop it again. I'm really going to stop befriending people because if I keep on fr- befriending people then eventually yeah. you're going to have a connection with somebody. We're going to have That's a mutual serious, friend, man. 6 degrees. Six degrees. Ah <laughs> oh, man, we're all, we all know, we
1: all know each other now. Oh, I'm going to ruin you again. I'm so sorry. It's just going to happen. Uh, no, no, I'm good now. I'm st- I'm stable. <laughs> <laughs> well, until until the next time, I guess. I mean, who knows? Who knows how that's going to turn out?
0: Exactly. Speaking oh. of until the next time, it's been over an hour. So It has. Uh, I think we're good. I think that was a very productive talking session, and um, yeah, it was great. I had a great time. Me too. I actually really enjoyed that, and I think out of if if anything, um, I wanted this to be, and this is for the listeners, of course. Like I wanted this to be a Valentine's Day special. I just wanted this to be an open talk because, um, like I don't know. I I sort of suck at dating, you know? No, you uh, don't. I do. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> trust me. I'm a good guy, but I suck at dating. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's sort of nice to reflect and understand how exactly I was before and who I am now and like what differentiates me when I'm abroad versus at home. And it goes a lot deeper than just relationships, of course, or, or like romantic relationships. It also goes into friendships and, um, and mentorships and things like that. But, uh, the, the main thing here is like, there is a difference, at least with me and at least with uh, with Julian here like yeah there's a difference in how we are when we're abroad versus how we are here and i guess what we're or what i'm trying to solve in my own life is how do i bring that person i was abroad into the forefront when i'm here in toronto ooh i know you know we can we
1: can deep dive on this another time oh but, definitely
0: uh, are you kidding me dude we should yeah, have like a weekly one of
1: these uh. <laughs> Like, I've actually been thinking about this a lot and deep dives and habits and habits are key. They're absolutely key. If you want to change, change your habits. You know, Mm -hmm. that that is the basis of any change. Change your habits. If you change your habits, everything about you will change. And that's a fact. You know, if you, you know, every morning, instead of brushing your teeth with your right hand, you switch to brushing your teeth with your left hand. It's a massive change. You know, but, uh, you know, for me, what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to take classes like extracurricular classes uh, in my profession, because, you know, when I'm thinking about what kind of girl do I want to meet? Well, I want to meet a girl that's really smart, that's dedicated to improving herself, that uh, has ambition. Where am I going to find these people? Well, I'm going to find them in the classes where people are trying to do exactly that. Right. So by changing my habit, which would be, well, I'm just going to go home you know, and watch TV for two or three hours. I'm going to pay to go to an extra class. I'm going to learn for myself and ideally, you know, meet more people because we're, we're both social, right? And because of that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to meet more people and maybe one of these people or one of these people who are in these networks will be a fit for me or know somebody who's a fit for me or something like that, you know? So you got to put yourself in a situation where you're going to be a different person, right? So change your habits if you want to have
0: a change in your life. And with that, wow. With that, I'm just going to say, um, Julian, thank you. Cause that was some good advice. Probably (laughs) something that I can use more than anything. And um, (laughs) my pleasure, man. Yeah, no worries. And, uh, thank you all for listening in. It's been appreciated. I hope y'all have a wonderful Valentine's day, whether you are single or in a relationship because you are loved. Remember that.
1: Yeah. And, Hey, wait! Sorry, I, no, I, no, I, no! Interject! Interject! I don't want to, you know, hijack your ending there, but you know, love yourself. That's key. You know, if you love yourself, the rest is going to come.
0: That's true. That's true. Right. And that is it. So until next time, guys, love yourself and take care. We'll talk soon. And if you're interested in hearing more episodes, stay tuned and subscribe. The Small World Podcast is now available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. So wherever you listen to podcasts, I'm there with you. Until next time, take care.